From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you are listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to The Diz Unplugged email edition for May 28th, 2008. From Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined, as always, by my good friends, Julie Martin, Corey Martin, Kevin Close, and John Magi. We have a number of voicemails. We have a lot of voicemails and emails. Unfortunately, we can't get to as many as I would like to today, um, but a lot have backed up over the last month since we haven't done an email show. And uh, if you would like to send us an email, you just need to send it to podcast at wdwinfo.com. Or you can give us a call toll-free, 877-310-9662. That's toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico. If we play your uh, voicemail or read your email on the show, you will get your very own Diz Unplugged t-shirt or a Diz Unplugged pin and lanyard, if you prefer. And at the end of the month, we select one listener whose email or voicemail we played on the show, and that person gets a chance to pick a number, which corresponds to one of many prizes that we have. And prizes could be anything from a... $25 Disney gift certificate all the way up to an iPhone or similar type prize. So we've got a lot of cool stuff to give away. And uh, actually, we have to make up for some lost time with prizes. So I think next week uh, we need, we'll need we pick two, uh, two listeners at random for emails um, to make up for not doing it in April. And uh, we have to do it in May. So we'll give away two. Plus, I'm... I need to come up with... We're going to be giving away a lot of stuff over the next few weeks. I need. We need to make up for lost time. A whole month went by. I didn't give nothing away. I'm going through withdrawals. Yeah. So we have a lot of, uh, we have a lot of uh, emails and voicemails, like I said, so we're going to get started. Let me just explain to everybody that we're doing uh, the voicemails a little bit differently. Uh, prior to this, we used to have to pause, play the voicemail so that we could all hear it, and then come back on and start recording again. Uh, but now, thanks to my trusty new little toy, we're able to play the voicemails in real time. And so we may pause during the voicemail to answer a question or make a comment. So a little bit different, but that's why I have this great new toy now. So um, the very first voicemail ever to be played on our instant replay uh, comes to us from Mark in Liverpool in the U.K., who has questions about an annual pass the Disney Dining Experience and Birthday Celebration. So here is Mark. Hi, Pete, Corey, Julie, Kevin, and John. This is Mark from Liverpool in the UK. I wanted to start off by saying the sad loss of Bob was felt over here as well as across America. I know you have said uh, that you may change the podcast as it will not be the same without Bob, but I just wanted to tell you that you have a great format and that we love listening to you all and look forward to it coming out every week. There's no other podcast that comes close to being as good as the Diz Unplugged, and I would urge you to carry on uh, doing what you are doing. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. I want, just want to interrupt and say that, I re- A, I really appreciate that. It's very, it's very, very nice. And uh, I have been back and forth. Actually, last, uh, last Friday, John and I were talking about this very thing, whether or not we really should change the format or just start adding some new segments, doing a few different things, like what we're doing with, with you know, the new toys we have. And uh, we kind of came to the con- same conclusion that we're, we're going to leave the format, generally speaking, intact, um, just making some changes here and there. We're gonna be, um, we are going to be bringing on a lot of guests. Uh, that's going to be a big focus. Uh, we're actually going to extend invitations to all our fellow Disney podcasters out there when they're here in town. Uh, to come on, join us on the show, talk to us about their show, uh, share their background and experience with us, and we'll be inviting other guests on as well. So, uh, I, but I really do appreciate uh, appreciate that sentiment. Okay, I'll now move on to the few questions that I've got for you. My family is lucky enough to be travelling across the pond to visit Disney twice next year. The first trip is for two weeks over Easter and the second one for three weeks over the Christmas holidays. Hence, we will buy annual passes for the parks. So my first question is, what benefits do you get from buying the annual pass? Well, unfortunately, um, not all that much. I mean, the biggest benefit, I think, on the annual pass really is the uh, hotel discounts. 
the annual pass uh, rates that you can get at some of the hotels, which seem to be a little bit more abundant this year than they have in years past. I think the market, the travel market here is a little bit softer uh, than it has been in, uh, in years past. And uh, Disney is making more annual pass holder rates available. And uh, Kevin is just getting out his annual pass booklet and his granny and his granny bifocals. Do we have emails from the rest of the Beatles too? <laughs> oh. Mark sounds like a Beatle. He has a great accent. Well, I'm going to tell you what uh, you know. People from the UK, the, the, that that British accent, I could listen to these people read the phone book, and I would love it. I just love I love listening to British people talk. I don't I don't know why. Just a thing I have always ever since I was a kid. I was always enamored with the. Uh, with the accent, my sister married a uh, a Brit, and uh, always loved his uh, his accent. Although now he you know, he's been in the United States now for thirty some odd years, and his accent has got gotten a little muddy. But every now and again, you can pick it up. There are some dining discounts um, attached to the annual pass. Uh, you get ten percent, and I can't read it. John's going to have to read it, <laughs> even with my glasses. It's too small. The, my glasses are complete. Oh, geez. oh, and John's got to hold it. Give it to me. Give it to me, you <laughs> oh, blind. <laughs> oh my! Lord. Do you want me to hold it for you? No, it has to get closer. It has to be oh. in my cornea. I think Bob printed it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it all highlighted? Yeah, resort uh, resort dining ten percent discount off the regular price of food and non-alcoholic beverages Monday through Friday during various meal periods at participating Walt Disney World resort hotel table service locations. And we have these on the site. We're going to put a link to them because I can't read this either. My Lord. Also, is, was Mark was his name, correct? Correct. Mark, when you get an annual pass, you're going to get a booklet. And the booklet's going to have all of the uh, the places where you can get a discount uh, with your annual pass. There's going to be a merchandise discount. And that's only at the World of Disney, correct. at Downtown Disney, and it's 10%. Or a magnifying glass. Only at the World of Disney, Downtown Disney, you get a, you get a, a percentage off. I you just also get... <laughs> I was going to say it, and it was stuck in my head. There was, There's also a discount off of other passes. Um, tours. Tours. Uh, so there's a whole bunch of discounts associated with it. In my opinion, don't buy the annual pass for the discounts. Buy the annual pass because if you're going to be here more than 10 days, yeah. your price per day of a park visit is going to be substantially less. Yeah, if you're going to be here a total of five weeks next year, yeah. it's absolutely worth it. The other thing that's really nice is it gives you the opportunity to go to the park for a couple of hours. Right. Where you so don't, we, you don't yeah, burn you, a day of your pass. Exactly. You there get, are dining discounts, too, at downtown yeah. Disney. Yeah, there are yeah there are, there are various dining discounts, at, at only, but only on certain meals. Usually it's mostly lunch. Right. That they give it to you on, not dinner. Some places do give dinner, but they usually list that. They have those all listed. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to be here five weeks, get an annual pass. You'll be very happy you have. Okay. He's got some more questions on the Disney dining experience, so let's go back to Mark. I've also heard about the Disney dining experience card and think it might be worth buying. So my second question is, will my wife and two sons need their own cards, or can I buy just one? Give them that I pay all the checks anyway. Uh, actually, no. You just need uh, to buy the one. And uh, it's, you know, Kevin has talked about the DDE card quite a bit. It's available to Florida residents or annual pass holders. And it will save you 20% of virtually every meal you'll eat uh, at a Disney restaurant. Um, n- some of the non-Disney-owned restaurants uh, do not accept it, but all the Disney-owned ones do. And what's interesting about that is it's not just 20% off your meal. It's also 20% off alcohol, which is unheard of. Now, with the 20% off, they will add an 18% gratuity in most, almost all locations. The other thing he should keep in mind is he's going to be here at Easter and Christmas. These are not valid on major holidays. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I didn't realize that. Um, the other thing with the Disney Dining Experience card, obviously you have to have it to pay for a meal. The only time you'll run into any issue is if you guys split up and you are eating in two different locations. You physically have to show the card. But there's no value in everyone having one. You know, it's just if you're additional be, cards cost additional money. Yeah, it's like twenty five dollars right. I think to get an additional card. Yeah. So and I don't see it. But I think you you get uh, one. You get don't you get two cards when you first? No, you okay. used to be able to get two cards, but they've changed it now. You have to pay for the second card. Correct. Okay. Right. So yeah, no, just for you as long as you're paying the check and you guys will be fine. Cool. 
Okay, so my final question, which is probably the most challenging. My eight-year-old son and I share the same birthday, which falls during our first vacation. What can we do to make it an extra magical day for both of us? Any suggestions would, uh, would be great. What I would suggest, the first thing that came to mind when, when, I, when I heard, you, heard this was uh, do, a, uh, do a birthday fireworks cruise. Um, rent out one of the pontoon boats, either for the Magic Kingdom fireworks or for the uh, for illuminations, and they'll decorate it with streamers and balloons and a cake and soft drinks. Take you on a nice little uh, if you're over at uh, Epcot, they'll take you on a nice little tour around Crescent Lake, and then under the bridge between uh, France and the UK to get a great view of the fireworks. Um, same thing over at the Magic Kingdom; those are great fireworks cruises over there, and. Uh, I mean, that, that would be my suggestion. Anybody else have uh... On the other end of the spectrum, something that's absolutely no cost, whatever park you're in, go to guest services early in the morning and get a birthday button. Wear your birthday button, and virtually every cast member that you come in contact with will wish you a happy birthday. A lot of people in the park will see your birthday button and wish you a happy birthday as well. It's, um, it's something that's virtually free, and... Who knows what could happen with it? I don't want to say that things do happen because I don't want to tell people that, you know, you might not run into a cast member. But things have been known to happen when you wear your birthday button, depending on the cast members oh, yeah. you run into. We've heard stories, yep. And also, most of the full-service restaurants offer a uh, offer a birthday cake, a little six-inch birthday cake, um, the twelve fifty plus gratuity and tax. So. Yeah. I mean, there's a ton of things you can do. There's a ton of special things you can do. But I would, you know, from my perspective, if you, you know, I think the birthday button's a great idea, and I think uh, a fireworks cruise. I know your son would love it, and I'm sure you would too. Your whole family will. We prefer the wishes cruises over the illuminations cruises. I guess definitely. Yeah, the wishes cruises are pretty cool. It's more of a. Sorry, oh, that was a what was that <laughs> noise? You sounded like Mr. Ed. I did. Uh, oh, I would have to take that for a drop in. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin snorts. Um, you get more of a boat feeling to me when you do the Wishes Cruise. You're out in more open water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I find Crescent Lake to be a little closed in. Mm-hmm. I feel more like you're actually out on a boat when you do the Wishes Cruise. Yeah, but you get to spend five weeks in Disney World next year. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's a pretty special birthday. That is. That is. Well, thanks very much for calling in, uh, Mark. I really hope that uh, we were able to answer your questions. And like I said, any, any anybody from the U.K. can call in. I you're more likely to get your voicemail played because I love listening to you guys talk. So, And thanks for being the first one on our new system. Yes. That was cool. Yes, I thought this was very – I'm going to have a grand old time with this thing. Well, what I like about it is a little more interactive. Before, we would, like you said, we would stop the show, listen to the email, and then we might have comments going back and forth. And then we would try to almost reproduce what we said, remember yeah. what we said. So I think there's a lot more spontaneous and lets us – I agree. It sounds like he's re- replying to us. Yeah. You know, he's like, okay, next. Yeah, that was cute. <laughs> So, who has an email they would like to read? I will. Grandma, I Grandma puts her glasses on. <laughs> I didn't actually, I didn't realize this until somebody pointed it out to me. This was really addressed to Corey, and I had already responded to the gentleman via email. This is from Rob uh, in Jamestown, Michigan. Rob says, love the podcast. Thanks for all the work you guys and Julie do. I I address this to Corey because I need your help. My wife and two boys, three and four, are going to be out in Disney in June over Father's Day and decided to make make that a rest day for our family and stay out of the parks. I get to pick where we go to eat. We're staying off-site, and we'll have a rental car. Is there a place to go where we can all feel comfortable, as in not fancy because of the kids, and I can get a nice beverage or two in a big mug with lots of foam? Maybe a sports-type bar, something unique to Orlando? Reasonably priced would be a huge bonus. Any idea would be appreciated. Thanks again, Rob. Well, I've already responded to Rob, so he knows what's going on. (coughs) However, uh, we've talked about these before. There's a couple of places that John and I like. One is uh, the Celebration Town Tavern in the town of Celebration. It's the kind of place you can go in shorts and a T-shirt or your prom gown. And that actually did happen. We were just... Uh, you were wearing your prom gown? Yes, I, I wear <laughs> a lot. Uh, it was prom season here not too long ago, and we were having dinner in shorts and a T-shirt, and the people sitting next to us had just come for, or were just on their way to the prom. 
It's a really wide and varied menu. You can get franks and beans up to a steak dinner, and it's a very casual atmosphere. There's a real nice bar area in a restaurant. It's There's televisions going all the time in the bar area, so you can watch all kinds of sporting events. That's our favorite. The other place I would recommend that's closer to Disney, it's literally right around the corner, is the Orlando Ale House. The Orlando Ale House also has a very wide and varied menu. However, in my opinion, the Orlando Ale House has a bit more of a pub feel to it. There's yeah, more I don't know a... how appropriate it would be necessarily for younger kids. Well, they do have they a do. restaurant area. Yeah, They have a place that's just tables with waitresses and stuff like that. However, it's not separated as much from the bar, and it's more of a... It's more of a bar feel. It's about the same price, and they, again, they'll have televisions on all over the place, so you can watch sporting events and have a drink of choice. But those would be the two places we would recommend. And they always have drink specials. And there's like a gaming section. They have pool tables, and you have video games. Yeah, to the far end they do. Yep. Cool. Well, thank you very much. And who else has an email they would like to read? I'll go. Mrs. Martin. <laughs> air wrong <sighs> and now she's full <laughs> does that count as one of your meals <laughs> ha 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 sherry rennie from pembroke pines here in florida just wanted to give an update on the kennel at epcot we recently used them and found that once the new ownership had taken place all of the information in the systems had been deleted so checking our dog in took a lot longer than we were used to also, when we were checking him in, they asked what time we would be picking him up on our last day, and we told them about 1 or 2 in the afternoon. They charged us for another day. Checkout time is now at noon. Lastly, the kennel closes at 6, so anytime after that, you have to call and wait for someone to come and open for you. Just a few changes that I was surprised to find. Just a little information for those of you who use the kennels. Cool. Didn't they just change ownership on the kennels? Yeah, I think that's what she was trying to yeah. point out was because of the change of ownership, all their records It's a little more difficult, mm-hmm. yeah. So, Sorry, I'm chewing on one of these okay. chip nuts. They're great. They are delicious. They're addicting, too. <laughs> um, all right, our next voicemail comes to us from Jessica, who is a first-time visitor to Walt Disney World and has questions about using their own car versus... Disney Transportation. So here's Jessica. Hey, podcast team, guys, and Julie. I love your show, and you've helped me a great deal in planning my upcoming trip to Walt Disney World. My husband and I will be going to Disney for the first time in September. We are driving down from Orlando from Virginia, and we will have our own vehicle. And we were wondering if it would be more time efficient to use our own car to get around property instead of using Disney Transportation. I was wondering what you guys think that the time difference might be and if it would be worth it to save the extra time. Keep up the great work. I love your show. Bye. Well, thank you very much for that, Jessica. Um, I'll, I'll throw my two cents in and say, yeah, having a car absolutely is a huge savings in time uh, because it can take you – because you got to remember, if you're taking a bus from your resort, now if you want to go to a theme park, you'll get buses direct. But if you want to go anyplace else, you're going to have to go to the transportation or ticket center or to downtown Disney, which are the two hubs, and then get on a bus going to wherever it is you need to go. And they, we usually suggest that, like if you're going hotel to hotel for like a, a dinner reservation, leave yourself anywhere from an hour to an hour and a half in travel time. Now, with that being said, given that the price of gas is now $4 a gallon, um, I think you, know, you need to you know, kind of factor that in and ask, how much is your time worth on vacation? And how much are you going to spend in gas, A, driving down here, and B, uh, you know, going back and forth around property? I would also say it depends on where you're staying. If you're staying at one of the monorail resorts and going to the Magic Kingdom, take the monorail. If you're staying at the All-Star and, as you say, going to a different hotel, take your own car. Yeah, that's true. You can, you can mix it up. It depends on uh, – the way I always tell people, the bus transfer – the transportation system in Orlando or in Disney, except for the monorail, is kind of like any city. You would have to transfer from one bus to another to, to get to your location, and it can really take up – chew up your time. So it's – Something else to keep in mind with having a car, there might be other ex- expenses besides gas. If you don't have an annual pass, you're going to pay to park every day at the – at the parks, 
um, depending on where you're going to stay and how you're going to park. You may have to pay to park at the resort. So this all comes into it. But we're, I think we're big fans of uh, having your own vehicle just because it's a huge time saver and a, and a bigger convenience. Yeah. There are also supermarkets just off Disney property. So if you like having soft drinks or any other kind of drinks in your room... It's a lot cheaper to run out to the local Publix than right. it is to buy in the convenience store in every, any resort. So you'll save money that way, too. I also want to say, too, driving on Disney property is very easy. Yeah. They have put up signs everywhere. It's easy to follow. You're easy to get your way around. So don't panic that, oh, no, how am I going to get from one area to another? It's super, super easy. Even if you make a wrong turn and end up in the wrong location... They've kind of thought that through, too. There are signs to get you back to where you want to go. Cool. Well, I hope that helps you, uh, Jessica. Jessica. Now you know I've got it all written oh, down I'm here sorry. in front of me. <laughs> I thought you were... No. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just speaking. I thought you were having a Bob moment. No. <laughs> Wrong bank. Don't you know nothing? That's what I was trying to do. The voicemails are in one bank, and the special effects are in another, and I forget to switch over. So, I'm still getting used. Bob to it. would be thrilled to realize he's a special effect. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, we have to uh, we got to make sure he gets his uh, his revenge on us. So, okay, who else has a vo- uh, email they'd like to read? I have Corey. one from John Cardani from Scotia, New York. Oh, that's from right near Albany. Oh yeah, I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Academy. Yeah. He writes, I'm always hearing about mother-daughter activities, mother and daughter spa, mother and daughter tea, mother and daughter hair salon. (laughs) Are there any activities geared for while mom and sis are getting their nails polished? Um, There's the father-son tea. The father-son father-son pedicure. (laughs) (laughs) You know, if you're you're into sports, you know, check out Wild World of Sports. uh, They might have some events there. There's also Team Mickey Athletic Club at um, Downtown Disney. You can get a customized baseball bat over there. It's pretty cool. We watched we watched him make one. Go hang out over in Disney Quest. Yeah, Disney Quest is also another one. Um, the marinas. You can go, go get a saber, Make your own lightsaber. Can you? Not at the marina. No, not at the marina. <laughs> the um, go parasailing. There's the wave runners. Um, rent the mice boats. Oh yeah, running the boats out. You could do a fishing expedition yeah. if you're into fishing. I'm trying to butch it up here. I really am. Go to the ESPN <laughs> Cafe on the boardwalk. Thank you. <laughs> what would a real man want to do at Disney? You don't want to ride the teacups? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Go see that action whatever at MGM. I don't know what it's called. Lights, motors, action? Yes. <laughs> Because cool. I was just trying to think of something that I wouldn't want to do, and that would be one of them. How about the <laughs> things you want to stay away from? <laughs> do the Richard Petty driving experience, but I guess the kid can't go. That's expensive. Can know, you I ride don't know along? How old the son is? Yeah. Probably not. I would doubt it. Mm. I would doubt it. There's yeah. a lot of things. I think there's some good, some good suggestions there, especially like running, running the water mice. And yeah, that's fun. Stuff like that. That's a lot of fun. It's not all that expensive, you know, comparatively speaking, especially if your wife and daughter are. Going in their hair done on Disney property. How long property. does baseball season go on? Would there be big games going on at Wild World of Sports? I don't know when they're coming. Oh. But there's always events going on over there. During baseball season, they're on. <laughs> or baseball training season. I'm sorry. I don't know when this... Oh, the only season that I know is football. Chili, you're looking at me like I might know. <laughs> yeah. Spring. It's called spring training. <laughs> they're actually changing the name up um, to ESPN. You know, the ESPN's going to be... They're going to brand it more for yeah. ESPN. But the Wild World of Sports? Yep. Yeah. I think it's a smart choice. So people can't call it Wild Waste of Space. Yeah. That'll suck. Yeah. That'll bring people in now. <laughs> <laughs> well, if Bob was here, he would tell you. Right. Who has to take up the opposite, it's, right? It's, uh, it's I, absolutely, there's a lot going on over there. Julie said Wide Waste of Space. Don't write to me. <laughs> Julie said it. Cool. Well, thank you very much for that, Corey. Who else has one they'd like to read? John. I have one from Kim, a.k.a. Pixie Power, on the boards. Actually, you know what? I'm sorry. Kim, a.k.a. Pretty Pixie, on the boards. What's the matter? Because I messed up her name? No, it's okay. Or is it because I have the paper out? Julie, hold the paper up so you can read it. John's holding this thing at full arm's length away from him. Sad. 
<laughs> You're old. <laughs> I'm old. <laughs> I, along with many others in the disc community, truly appreciate all you do for us daily. Please keep it coming. I was wondering if you had given any thought to offering a Diz Cruise every year. Unfortunately, I will not be able to attend the May 2009 Diz Cruise. Can I get through the first one? <laughs> really? Diz Cruise, which she's referring to the podcast cruise, as I prefer not to take my children, ages 11 and 6, out of school so close to the end of the school year. I consider leaving them behind with their father as a Mother's Day gift to myself, but I think that that will not go over well. <laughs> so I'm thinking that this should become an annual event, as I'm sure the first Diz Cruise will be such a success. Just tell them you're going to a religious retreat. They won't want to go with you. Paula, I gave birth to you card. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> And she has another suggestion. She wants to know if we'll consider recording a podcast while on board. Indeed, we will. Right. That's been in we the will works. Yeah, we'll definitely be doing a show from on board. Uh, we're working on a lot of those details now. We're actually working on a lot of the details for the podcast cruise itself. We're going to be doing a number of parties, a number of cool things that, uh, the yeah, we're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> we're going to have a lot of fun. We're going to have a great great deal of fun. It's going to be terrific. And you can't go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day. Hold on. <laughs> Kim, you know what? It's really going to depend on how successful this cruise is. So far, it's very successful. 103 staterooms booked. We have 103 staterooms total. Over 235 people. I think 235, 236 now. I haven't looked at Something like that. So it's really going to depend on how well this goes over, how we're able to do it logistically. But I'm sure that this will not be the only one. I'm hoping. Like I said, we have to get through this one first. Hold on, I'll tell you exactly how many we have. Wasn't there something about having 100 staterooms on the ship? Well, the problem is that 103 includes all you of You told ours. me I could give away another one. I did tell you you can give away another one. And I'm going to give away there another was no, one. There were no... Um, there were. If you go back and listen, I'm going to give you the exact time stamp and date stamp. You don't, <laughs> don't remember where we parked the car. John's like the post office. 233. Three, 233 people right now. That I don't think there were any qualifiers were. when you sent 100 staterooms. Yeah, there were. There were. It, these include all of our staterooms that we're paying for, as well as we have people who all have right, won prizes. Folks, I tried. So That's all right. He told me I can give away another one. Right. I'm giving away another one. Should, did, we, did we ever discuss um, at the meet we were going to give away a podcast cruise? Uh, when we were doing that means I have two to give away? Yep. So when we were going to do the... I have two podcast cruises to give away. Maybe I can get it to three by, by the end of the show. So um, we were going to give away one on the the live show, but um, since that turned into something different, we have another one to give away. So who knows what we'll come up with. But I have two to give away. You have two to give away. Woohoo. Max, come on, baby. There's nobody there. Anytime that someone says woohoo, I can only think about those Simpson billboards. It says woohoo, it's new. They're all over Orlando. They're all over Orlando. All right. Who else has a voicemail or an email they'd like to read? It's the second time I've said that. I don't. I don't either. I've got a couple, but I haven't gone through them. He's not sharing. All right. Well, I have one from uh, Carol Kerr in Bradford, England. Another UKer. Hey, podcast crew. Do the accent. Yeah. No. (laughs) Is it Grammy? My grandparents are taking me to... Walt Disney World at the end of August for 10 days. This is the third time to Walt Disney World, probably not the last. I really want to do something for them to say thank you. While we're in Walt Disney World, we're staying at the Caribbean Beach Resort, and we are on the Disney free dining package, so a meal is out of the question. Is there anything I can do for them on a teenage budget around $100? Thanks, Caroline. That's a pretty good teenage budget. Really? You must get a nice allowance. For $100... Do a teenager to do with her grandparents for a hundred dollars. For hundred bucks, I'll do a live appearance. <laughs> <laughs> You'll dance for them. No, I won't dance. <laughs> I'll just do a live appearance. Um, that's a great question. I mean, you know, a lot of it depends too on what they might be interested in. But I, I she can go a lot cheaper than that. How about just taking over to Beaches and Cream and? How much does it cost to run an ECV for him? Oh, aren't you nice? <laughs> They have those champagne flutes that you can have engraved with their names or something like that at um, the the place that does the glass works. Maybe this some... is a UK grandfather. He needs a beer mug. That's well, true. I, I was I, I, my, 
<laughs> I'm sure they have those also, like a beer stein kind of thing. Maybe some souvenir that you have engraved with their name and a date or something like that. Yeah, so like they always that. remember. Grandparents are also big on pictures. How about doing like the photo pass thing for them and setting that up so that they can... Yeah, you could do that. Have pictures. Still run a pontoon boat. Those are nice. Rent a Those pontoon. are nice, relaxing rides. Rent a pontoon boat over at Downtown Disney and take at it Caribbean on... At Caribbean Beach, you can rent a pontoon boat. Right, you rent it over at uh, Downtown Disney and take it back to Port Orleans, go yeah. up by Old Key West. That's a great I know my mother, my mother goes nuts over that. And yeah. she's not a boat person either, but she'll go on the well, pontoon boat. they go boats. pretty slow. Yeah, they're very slow. And... Uh, yeah, about an hour and a half. I think a hundred dollars would cover about an hour right? and a half. Of, but she could pack like a little picnic or something to yeah. bring along with them. Exactly. Or one of the horse-drawn carriage rides. Yeah. Or just the two of them. That would be nice. Mm-hmm. Or I mean, they could all three do it. But if she was trying to do something for them romantic. Or depending on how uh, how their stamina is, uh, send them on a uh, keys to the kingdom tour with the Magic Kingdom. Did Carol say what day uh, time of year she's coming? August or. Right? Oh, At uh, the end of back. August for 10 days. Right. So it's a good time to come. The crowds are going to be starting to calm down because a lot of the kids will be back in school by then. I, um, if they're interested in gardening, the behind the scenes, the behind the seeds tour, excuse me, is... Over uh, the land? Uh, 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 about an hour and a half tour. And if they're... At all interested in gardening, that would be interesting. That's very reasonable. Yeah, because the Keys to the Kingdom tour, like John said, if their stamina is not that great, uh, the other thing is that one. There's a lot of walking on the Keys to the Kingdom yes. tour. And yeah. The end of August is going to be warm. Well, and I know my grandfather play. couldn't do that. Right. Well, yeah, it just depends on how old they are. I mean, you know, not well, all, he's not old, but well, I'm not, I, I mean, he was a stroke victim not that long yeah. ago. So I was just thinking about anybody situation. walking that much at the end of August. It's warm outside. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know if we came up with anything that's going to help you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, for a little bit table. more than that, two tickets to La Nuba. You're talk, probably talking $150, but two tickets to go see La Nuba would be a really nice gift also. See creepy French clowns dancing around. <laughs> I like La Nuba. Uh, never been a fan. I was trying to think about my grandparents and what I would do for them, but they like opposite things. Like my grandmother would like all those things that you guys suggested. My grandfather would probably be more like, I'll just stay in the room. <laughs> What's on TV? <laughs> Is there a game on? So, well, I hope uh, I hope we gave you something to think about there, Carolyn. And we have another voicemail, but who is it from? Hold on, I got to pull up my list again. We have another voicemail from Janet in Schaumburg, Illinois, who has a uh, a funny story about a cast member experience she had. So here is Janet. Hello, podcast team. My name is Janet, or Nushkin on the boards. I'm calling from Schaumburg, Illinois, and I've only been listening to the podcast for about a month, but I really enjoy it. First of all, I want to extend my sympathies to all of you on the loss of your friend Bob. I just started listening, and it's a real shame that I won't be able to listen to him anymore. He's very, very entertaining. Um, I'm calling to share a cast member story with you. It's a story that I will never forget, even though I'm not exactly sure or I'm not exactly certain I remember the cast member's name. It was about eight or nine years ago. Um, I visited Walt Disney World with my now ex-boyfriend. My family doesn't say his name out loud. We call him he who should not be named. I'm not saying he's as evil as Lord Voldemort, but he's young, and he's certainly capable of rising to that level. So anyway, we spent our first day at MGM. Uh, Later that night, we were getting... No bitterness there. (laughs) being ready to go to Pleasure Island, and when the evil one realized that his park ticket was missing from his oh-so-secure pants pocket, he got really upset. Now, earlier, I had offered to hold his ticket for him because he is, you know, known for losing things. But he said no. In fact, he got a little snotty about it, so when it came up missing, he was pretty embarrassed. Um, I mentally retraced his steps that day, and I came to the conclusion that the ticket probably fell out of his pocket when he pulled his wallet out to pay for dinner. So I started working the phone. I was, you know, first sent to a central lost and found, then transferred to someone at MGM, and, you know, pretty much I was told it was a lost cause. Um, But, you know, I kept going. Uh, No one had turned in, you know, any kind of seven-day park tickets, you know, and um, so I asked, you know, if I could talk to somebody at the Sci-Fi Dine-In Theater. By this point, I'd been on the phone for about 10 or 15 minutes, and uh, he who should not be named was in the background pretty much telling me I was a fool for calling 
he was griping about how, you know, now he was going to have to buy a new ticket and the trip was ruined and I was stupid for even trying to, to track it down and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I get through to the hostess at the restaurant and I think her name was Julie, but the years have not been kind to my memory, so I'm not sure. At first, she was really distracted since it was closing time, but I don't know if she heard him in the background or heard, you know, any something in my voice. You know, it, it just kind of, she, she took a minute to actually listen to me. I told her exactly what table or car we had been sitting in, the row, the color, what position he was sitting in, you know, towards the inside, everything. Um, she told me that there were still people in the restaurant, but she promised that when everyone was gone, the lights were turned on, she'd look for his ticket. She also said not to get her hopes up because most likely somebody had found it and pocketed it. So I felt, you know, I had done everything I could do. We headed out to Pleasure Island with Mr. Doom and Gloom. And uh, when we got back to the hotel after midnight, he was in the shower, and I noticed the red message light was blinking on the phone. There was a message for me to come down to the front desk. Apparently, the hostess from the sci-fi had dropped the ticket off with a note saying that she found it just where I suggested it might be. I can't tell you how happy I was to go pick up that ticket and show him that good things happen to good people in Disney World. Actually, I think it's a great example of the honesty that we have encountered so many times from Disney cast members. I'm not saying we're forgetful or we lose a lot of things, but we have had really good luck in, in recovering lost items at Disney. Um, you know, and, and so many of the cast members really wanted to make that extra effort to make sure that your vacation goes well. So, you know, that was my story. I just wanted to let you know I'll never forget that one. Um, thanks for listening. Um, bye-bye. Well, thank you very much for that, Janet. That's, uh, that's a great story. I love the, uh, I love the ex-boyfriend references. Haven't you traveled with that person, though? Oh, yeah. Everything is doom and gloom. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I have a couple people. <laughs> a couple people. I could so relate to that. But, you know, what, <laughs> what I have to say is that, you know, for a long time, in the beginning of the show at least, for the first year, um, I kind of railed on cast members quite a bit for not being as good as they used to be. And I realize your story took place 10 years ago. And also that, you know, there was a period there where, ca- where the quality of service from cast members went downhill. But I have to say my experiences... Um, over the last year I've been a lot more positive I've seen a lot more a lot better a lot more above and beyond from cast members we've heard a lot more stories about above and beyond from cast members so at least it's nice to see that Disney is addressing it that you know because that's that really you know you don't mind paying more for your vacation when you're having experiences like that it makes you feel like you're really getting something Worthwhile, especially when, especially when a cast member takes time out of their own schedule after they're off from their job, when they should be going home, swinging by the hotel and doing something like that, that they don't get paid for. And I think that's really cool. So thanks again for that, uh, Janet. Who else has an email they'd like to read? Mine's from Lynn Ronimus. Sorry if I say your last name wrong. From Cypress, Texas. Of course, she oh, says... Oh. Sorry, hit the wrong button. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> First of all, she says hi to all of us, and she extends her sympathies on the loss of Bob. She says, God's latest angel drives a cot. On to my question. I have a young teenage girl, 14. And annoys the hell out of everybody in heaven. <laughs> and she's 14, Pink visiting Disney World <laughs> again for the 15th time. So we are veterans. With each visit, we try and book at least one special event to make it just a little more special. As she gets older, the appeal of the princesses and character meals is waning. And we find ourselves somewhat at a loss for new and different options to do in the parks. She doesn't care for video games, so Disney Quest is not really an option. We've taken several tours and have participated in some of the more unusual events, like the Living Seas Tour and the Dolphin Tour. Can the team suggest a new, out-of-the-ordinary option for young teenage visitors who are well-versed in the park? Thank you for all you do. Best regards. Um... The first thing that came to my mind, which always will because I love being pampered, um, take her, either schedule a mother-daughter day at the salon or do just something for her where you take her and you leave her for a couple of hours and they can cut her hair and fix it or do a manicure and a pedicure. And if she's might like a massage, do something like that. Um, you could have tea over at the Grand Floridian. Um, that might be a, a different tea, yeah. option. Do a high tea at the Grand right. yeah. Take her to the Victorian Alberts. 
Yeah. I, I'd have to assume at that age she's probably into the whole high school musical thing. Uh, you think that's not? I don't know. How old is she? 14. I would think she she's probably past that. Past past that. that. I don't know. Well, I have an 11-year-old sister who was totally into it, and now she's kind of moving past it. If she's into it, the, the new stuff at uh, Hollywood Studios are, are the pep rallies. Yeah. Which stop and do it. So try to oh, catch one of those. I got to tell you, they do those. They do those high school pep, high school musical pep rallies out of California Adventure. It seemed like it was every fifteen minutes. Every time you're in the park, you can't get away from it. And by the time we left California, I wanted them all dead. <laughs> I wanted them all dead because it's just in my. I mean, I know people are going to love it because it's so over the top. Right. I mean, and the first couple times it was cute. But then by the 15th or 16th time, you're like, okay, do you do anything else? Do you want anything else other than this? She's old enough for the keys to the kingdom where, you know, it won't like ruin any magic for her. That mm. might be a little interesting. Um, I was going to suggest Segway, but they have to be 16 for that, for the Segway yeah. tours. Take her to the thing you and Corey did. That Sky Coaster. Oh, yeah. If she's adventurous, the yeah, Sky Coaster is a lot of fun. Slingshot her into Kissimmee. Uh, <laughs> 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 and she could do it. I mean, I think you can do it with up to four people or three. Yeah. I think up to four. Yeah. So if, if you're a family of four, that might be. You parasailing oh, that's too. something that's to do for fun. those grandparents from the last one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> really? Yeah. Put your grandparents on the Sky Coaster. Because I'm not into video games either. I hate Disney Quests. Oh, if Corey makes me go, I'm just like, oh, I'm, I'm the person that's the downer. <laughs> like, oh, this is horrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I feel about fishing. I feel like I'm being tortured. <laughs> um, had another. Oh yeah, Corey said parasailing. If she's, you know, if she likes the water and stuff like that. Surfing lessons. Yeah, at Typhoon Lagoon. Yeah, you do the surfing lessons at Typhoon. And if she's never done the Shark Reef. That's fun too. Your typhoon. definition of fun and mine are very. Different. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you don't like swimming with sharks. I don't. Jen doesn't like swimming. Oh. John doesn't like water. Really? But can you guys think of anything else? No. I mean, <laughs> really? Yeah. I I mean, at that age, you got to think about, she's probably into shopping. Mm-hmm. Go to downtown Disney, Virgin Megastore. You know, Take her to Mall of Millennia. You know, if <laughs> she's done, you know, if, if, if she's done everything Disney, maybe it's time to expose her to some stuff off property. Right. Maybe it's worth going and doing some of the behind the scenes tours at Or SeaWorld. Discovery Cove. She did the dolphin tour at Epcot. Take her to Discovery, Discovery Cove and let her Cove. swim with a dolphin. Exactly. Um, and if that's too expensive, because that could be like $400 for two people. Um, you know, I, I, I talked a few months back about some of those behind the scenes tours at SeaWorld. They're really reasonably priced and incredibly interactive and very informative. And SeaWorld in general, I think, is awesome. you got the new water park, Aquatica. Um, that she's would 14, be perfect for a 14-year-old. If she's 14, take her to the coach outlet at the premium outlets. Or the prime. There's tons of outlets to shop at. The Millennium Mall is, is an experience. Even if you can't shop in some of those stores, it's still fun to go and look in them. Absolutely. So, I think there's a lot of things you can do, but... You know, after a while, you know, 15 visits to Disney World. You know, I hear this from people a lot. You know, I've been to Disney over and over again. And they're very reluctant to go off-site. You know, if you just venture a little bit off-site, there's a lot of great experiences. Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, we really recommend that if you've been here before, if you've done Disney three, four, five times, start venturing out when you come down. I'm not saying don't go to Disney. Say, you know, start reserving a day or two. And get Mm off-site. It's worth it. I mean, there are shuttles that go to SeaWorld, shuttles that go to Universal, if you don't want to rent a car. Um, it is possible to get reasonably priced transportation depending on where you're staying. So I, I really would suggest, you know, if, if the Disney thing has been done and beaten into the grounds. She's been 15 times yeah. and she's only 14. Yeah. So apparently she went when she was in the womb. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> she Might had be a womb with a view. <laughs> <laughs> We no, also that's what a, I need. I need a rim shot on here. We also have a discussion forum dedicated to teen uh, Disney for teens. I'm sure there's probably a list of ideas on there, too. Yeah. So. Hope okay. that helps. Hope that helps. Who else has one they'd like to read? I have one from Rich O. from Elk Grove, Illinois. Um, hello, podcast crew. Question for you. My wife and I have booked our 20th anniversary DCL Magic Cruise for September 2009. Western. Our first time in a suite. By the way, Tracy was awesome and did a lot of work for us. Because of work, I need to stay in touch daily. I know what she's saying. Oh, 
I feel your pain. <laughs> well, what can you tell me about internet access and using cell phone um, on and off the ship? I have AT&T and a BlackBerry Curve. Any help would be awesome. Well, you'll have cell phone access on the ship um, in your stateroom. They have, they have access for AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, and T-Mobile. Internet um, won't be a problem. You will have to pay for it. Um, I've always found the service to go in and out when you're using it, but I'm used to lightning speed internet, so it tends to aggravate me on the ship. Something that was just brought to our my attention anyway, that if you're using the internet access on the ship and you have to log into any of your accounts, at home I tend to just close them out. You actually have to log out. Yeah. your accounts on or the ship. The next person can get in or the next person can access the information that you just had. What do you have to do? Log out. <laughs> <laughs> the way you say log. So it's really funny. Fun well, I forgot to log out once, and I, uh, I left the stateroom and came back, and my minutes were just ticking away. And Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about your own personal computer. I'm talking about if you're using the oh, ship's oh, internet right, cafe. Right. Or if you're in the, on the dis boards or something like that, you want to make sure you yeah. get out of your ID. You well, have that to too. log out. <laughs> what? Log out. <laughs> <laughs> One of the things about the uh, the phone is keep in mind that you might be charged roaming charges for these calls. So you might want to check with your carrier and just call them in advance and say, listen, I'm going on a cruise. Here's where we're going. What can I expect my charges to be? You also need to be very aware if you may collect calls from some of the islands that you visit. They can be astronomically expensive. Oh, yeah. I made a collect call from one of the islands one time, and it was $126 for an eight-minute call. Yeah, and you need to be 8 to 10 miles um, out to sea before your cell phones will work. And it's limited, to, it's limited to, the, to the state rooms. You can't just walk around the ship on your cell phone. However, you're on a Western cruise. I was I, able to use my cell phone from deck. Were you? Yeah. yeah. I, I was, uh, we make the joke about the fact that we were in Jamaica, and we were at the Duns River Falls. We were on a different cruise line in Ocho Rios, and I sat at the Duns River Falls making calls home with my AT&T hmm. phone. No one hears from me when I'm on a cruise. I no, mm-mm. I'm telling them, okay, four to seven days, you're not going to hear from me. <laughs> the next time, I swear to God, the next time I go on a cruise, I'm not bringing the computer. I'll bring my cell phone, but I'm not bringing the computer. I really, it really ruined my last cruise doing that. Hear that? <laughs> I couldn't do it. It's impossible. I'd be a wreck. <laughs> One other thing about the cell phone is there are going to be times during your cruise where you're going to be close enough to shore where you're not going to use the, the ship's satellite. You're actually going to be able to use land um, cell towers, so that's always a big plus. Um, and the Wi-Fi is great. The thing about the Disney Wi-Fi, though, is that it's um, localized. So if you have Wi-Fi access, you have to go to certain areas of the ship to use it. It's not. I don't know how great the Disney Wi-Fi is. I, it, I was cursing it up one side and down the other my last Disney cruise, but um, it's it can be okay. It depends on how many people are on. You got to keep in mind that you know Wi-Fi on a ship is basically a shared satellite connection. And this is very limited throughput on a satellite connection. And depending on how many people are using the Internet when you're trying to use it is really going to determine uh, what kind of performance you get. There were times where it was taking like five minutes to load just a basic web page. Something else to keep in mind, uh, something someone else just told me, that if your phone you can turn off the Wi-Fi access, that you can get a large roaming bill because if someone text messages you or if you have your Wi-Fi on and you're picking up things that you would normally pick up at home, you get charged every time you connect. We, have a, we had a problem with that with Donna, the other Dreams Unlimited travel partner. She had her uh, sidekick with her. And she didn't realize this, but she had it on the whole time. And any time the sidekick connected to the service to get her email, it was a cell phone charge. Uh So we had a very large cell phone bill one month. So Mm. something to keep in mind with that. Um, I was going to say something I forgot. Oh, yeah. Be prepared that if you are working on the ship, that everyone's going to come by and say something like, Oh, you're on vacation. Oh, yeah. And if you tell people it's your anniversary, they're going to give you an even harder time because I would. (laughs) Yeah, I know. She puts in here, I know this is vacation (laughs) in the email. No, that's him. He's the one working. It's tough to stay away from. It is. We're all addicted to our technology. There are some price plans. The uh, the wireless pricing, um, 50 minutes for $27.50, 100 minutes for $40, 250 minutes for $75, or you can just do $0.75 per minute. I have a tip for Rich's wife. Buy some really hot lingerie. (laughs) What computer? (laughs) Buy some really hot lingerie with a BlackBerry built into it. (laughs) 
So I well, hope that uh, hope that helps. And our last voicemail for this show comes to us from Lynn in California, who has a few corrections for us from our uh, Food and Wine Festival Disneyland show from a few weeks ago. So here's Lynn. Hi, my name is Lynn, and I'm a Diz podcast listener. Uh, I live out in California, about five hours from Disneyland, and I go there quite often. I was listening to your most recent one about the Food and Wine Festival. I was there, I think, a week prior to you going. Um, I was there the weekend that the Guy Fieri came, and I did get to see him. I wanted to make a couple of comments about um, a couple things that was said. First of all, Steakhouse 55 does do breakfast, and it is awesome. So the next time you get out here, make sure that you go over there. Secondly, um, in regards to Huff's, um, I know there is one that is spelled H-U-F-F-S, but out in Huntington Beach. However, I think you guys were talking about Hoff's Hut, because that is actually on Chapman by the Crystal Cathedral, and it's spelled H-O-F apostrophe S, and then Hut is the second word. So, um, And they have their own website, and I think it's hoffshut.com. So you might check that one out and see so you can go the next time. And I did send an email, but I'll just go ahead and, and tell you. Uh, one of the comments that were made was that whether you stay off-site or on-site, you have to go through downtown Disney. That is not correct. If you stay on any of the properties, and as you know, when you went by Denny's, you saw several properties that are in within walking distance. If you are at any of those properties and you walk in, you do not have to go through downtown Disney because you're actually coming from the opposite side of downtown Disney to get into the parks. So any of those within walking distance, you do not have to go through downtown Disney. You have a great day. I like how she offered that if we made any more mistakes and wanted to be corrected. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I appreciate that, Lynn. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I still stand by my... uh, my statement that it's a uh, you know uh, the the point I was making was that uh, going to the uh, La Brea Bakery was uh, a great place to stop for breakfast, and regardless of where you're staying, uh, it's worth walking over, uh, whether you're passing by it or you have to go out of your way. I think it's well worth it if you don't feel like dealing with the crowds and the substandard food at some of the places in the direct area around Disneyland for breakfast. La Brea Bakery is a good option, but thank you very much. I do stand corrected on that. And with that, unless anybody has anything else, I think we will end the show. want to thank uh, everybody for calling in and writing in. And as I said earlier, if uh, you want to email us, it's podcast at wdwinfo.com. Voicemails, you can call us toll-free, 877-310-9662. That is toll-free inside the United States, Canada, and Mexico. So from all of us, thanks very much for listening. We'll be back with you again next Tuesday with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody.